Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Roger Report podcast. Ant and Deck, Sting, Alan Shearer. He's reading this. Sir John Hall. He's reading <laughs> I am. Jimmy Nail, Donna Ray, Sir Bobby Robson, Robson Green and Tony Blair are going to be quaking Jackie in their Milburn. boots. Jackie Milburn, you forgot Jackie oh, Milburn. Oh, I forgot Jackie Milburn. God, shocking If you're going to read it, read it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have guessed who it is. It's Simon Crabtree. How are you oh, doing, you all? I'm all right, I think. I'm alive. I spent last night in the company of four decent drinkers, so I'm struggling a bit this morning. But Big Ant has picked me up, bless him, literally picked me up. So we're here. Roker Report taxis. Uh, it's great. It's pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah, the price was right as well. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I pay for the cup of tea <laughs> as well. So, so. You said four big drinkers. Who was it? Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to clang, clang, clang. It was uh, North East Football Writers uh, Legends Awards last night, which was a new thing. So a Legends Awards? Colin, it's something that Colin Young has set up, and it was, but it was brilliant. It was Brian Robson, uh-huh. Peter Reid, uh, they were the legends who were sort of uh, <laughs> getting the award, and Nigel Pearson and Kevin Phillips. Nigel is, Pearson is in there. That's why I'm talking like Barry White this morning. <laughs> <laughs> really rubbish, Barry White, though. Um, so we'll start, I suppose, at the beginning. You're not born in Sunderland. I think many people know that, but you grew up supporting Preston. Is that right? Yes. So take us through exactly how moving to Sunderland happens. Well, my granny was, uh, well, she was a Geordie, my grandma. So, I've, I, but I'd always had, my gran was from the era where you went to watch Sunderland one week and your castle the next week sort of thing. Yeah. So, but, so I'd always had a love affair with the North East anyway. And then I came up to, oh, crikey, I don't, I can't remember what years now. I came up to Darlington to, to study journalism, got all my qualifications, what have you from there and, and then stayed up. So started at TFM. Does TFM even exist anymore? Not really. Does I remember it? it. Does he get a fine for that? Gets a, it's a fiver. Fine for that. Fiver for the phone being That was Big Ant's phone. <laughs> Shocking. Who are that? Now you're checking yours no, now I'm to make sure mine. yours is fine. <laughs> fine for you. you got to buy the cup of tea on the way back. Ant and Graham's now me. checking his phone. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? Shocking, isn't it? Pouring my heart out here and you're on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> so TFM anyway, one story uh, led to another and Guy Mowbray moved on uh andrew dolby as we were saying yep. outside sort of filled the void and then andrew was moving on and then guy said i was at sun fm actually at the time mm-hmm. get him in 
And then that's it. Boring that really story, isn't it? I could have gone no. more, but you know, you're messing about with your phone so far. <laughs> you've you've cost a story there. I've killed killed the yeah. first question. Um it could be like this this chat, by the way, because I'm still suffering from last night. <laughs> so right. bear with me. Bear with me. I've had many guests who've been in similar states, so don't worry. Have you? Fine. Oh hi. I think I think Ant's in that state. I think I'm. I was going to say I'm fine, but I was drinking absinthe last night, so I'm not either. Ooh. I know, I know, for my sins. It's when it comes back out again. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. What was the first game you commented on? We said '99 was when you started. The Sunderland match, yeah. full match commentary. Well, I'd worked for Sun FM, but that was uh, reporting with uh, with the legend that is Bill Mantle. Do you remember Bill Mantle? Yeah. 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 What a guy! What a guy! I could tell you. I could. I could. Speak forever about Bill. Love Bill. Uh, the first commentary match, um, Mick Lowe's had called me. And Mick taught me a lot about football commentary. I'll always be grateful for for, for Mick. Mick was the the other team's yeah. commentator. Can't even I can't even say it, can I? No. Nope. And it was it was Stan Varga's debut, so it was Arsenal at Arsenal home. Arsenal at home. Arsenal at home. How could we forget Stan Varga? Uh, did Quinny score? Quinny scored, yeah. Quinny scored. Vieira got sent off. And Varga, who got sent off? Vieira, yelled with Darren Williams in the face. Darren Williams. And Darren Williams. Williams. Yeah. Oh. Happy hands. <laughs> um, so that was it and we were off and that was the first proper full match commentary I'd ever done. So Metro took a big punt on me really in terms of getting me in and I brought Raul because Raul was doing stuff for Sun FM yeah. then as well. And we just made it up as we went along. And and the first few matches, uh, well, Gary was never rubbish, but I was rubbish. And I know I was. And I think I was trying to be a commentator, he says, using the inverted commas thing in the air. And people was thinking, who's this idiot? Because obviously, as you mentioned before, I've not got a northeast accent. Yeah. I've got a terrible accent, actually. It's like, if you hold your nose, if you want to do an impersonation of me, just hold your nose. And then... Uh, accentuate the last consonant and everything that you say and then you be away there it's fine and we were coming to Luton Luton Town so that it was in the League Cup and the first leg I think we it ended say, say oh. the first leg was 3-0 or 5-0 or something I but you had that. to go through the rigmarole of going away to Luton and Luton's I mean, not the greatest ground to get days, to and um, I was getting I'd got a, a letter from someone who uh, hoped that I died in a car crash on the way to the next game. Oh my yeah. god! No, that's how bad I was. Clearly, uh, why would anyone care that much to write? I don't know. I asked my mum that, and she said, oh, "Well, it was we've saved the phone call. Uh, it wasn't my mum that sent the letter." <laughs> just, <laughs> just in case you're thinking, and and I was. It was like I'd, I'd gone in, and we were staying over in Luton as well. So you can imagine we were in bits, and we got there, and I'm saying to Gary, "I said, oh, guys, it's." Not sure about this. And we did the commentary. And I was trying to say, because when you go to a game and it's effectively it's over anyway. Yeah. It's hard work. And it was over. It was a dead rubber. And they were just passing balls around. And it, they're not interesting at the best of times. And I was trying to say, I'm sure it was Johnny Oster had put a ball down either the channel or the flank. And I couldn't say it. And I was going, oh, and uh, Johnny Oster hits a ball down the flannel. <laughs> and Gary looked at me and went, Flannel. I went, no, 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 not flannel. Flannel. <laughs> I go, no, no, no. And instead of just leaving it and moving on, it was like, I'm going to have to try and say this now. I go, no, not flannel, Gary, flannel. No, flannel. And I was like, I go, what? 
what? So, you don't have to explain to us, Sam, what you're talking about. I went, I mean, either a channel or a flank. And Raul goes, oh, you mean chank? Uh, it's like, <laughs> oh, no. So we got back to the hotel. <laughs> Gary got a mountain of sandwiches. It was like a uh, Father Ted mountain of sandwiches. Yeah. And we had a few pints. I said, guys, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I said, I'm getting letters of people wanting me dead, not me mum. Uh, and it's, it's just I'd probably best not for me. He said, no, what we'll do next time, he says, we'll do the commentary as though we're just doing it for our, my biggest, our biggest fans were Gary's mum and dad. <laughs> Who, who would always give us a little critique and everything. So, so let's just do commentaries for your mum and my mum and dad. And that was it. That's what we did from then on. We stopped pretending to be commentators and we just talked like mates talking. Yeah. And then a month later, maybe I want to say a month, but was a trip to St. James's Park and <sighs> that changed day. everything for me. Absolutely everything for me. What a day that was. There's been loads of quite, from anyone who's, I mean, I'm 33 Anyone from my era will remember there's loads of iconic moments, not just that. There's probably three. No, there's a quite there's a few. Not, there's really not. No, there's some good ones. Whenever Twitter goes mad, I go, well, it's either going to be the Poopinator, <laughs> Tony Blair, or uh, from Stewart. the banks of the Weir. Marcus Stewart? Oh, Marcus Kiss Stewart. Kiss your granny. Kiss your granny. Four then. Kiss your granny, Four, maybe we've got four. See, doubting yourself. Yeah. But what game was your favourite that you commented on, if you could choose just one? Well, because it was a game changer for me, that, that, that game up the road just yeah. because it went from well I was I did get letters after that but they weren't from Sunderland fans anymore <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just a game changer I spoke to a lad last night is it Martin I can't remember sorry I've forgotten your name but he was saying like he was only a little lad at the time but even he sort of remembered it's nice if you're yeah, going to remember same. for anything it's nice but that was the one that I, I always I think I know you're saying loads of iconic moments but that was that was the one that, that was the game changer that went from actually we'll accept him into the fold. Yeah. And as soon as you're accepted into the Sunderland family, that's it. You's, yeah, there's you're no escape. In. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like the Mansons, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but once you're in, you're in, you're in. And you've not asked me to murder anyone either. Not, so. not yet. Not, not yet. Is this, is this what you're in for? Yeah. This isn't even a podcast, is no. it? <laughs> this is where it starts. Not doing it. Go now, bye, Graham. Funny you mentioned about that though. With the uh, someone coming up yesterday, I was just saying like off air. I used to listen to like when I was young, I'd go to the home games, but not the away games as I was just saying before. Um, so like the new, obviously I'll go to Newcastle now if we play them. I'll be in the in the ground, but like when I was young, it was like my nana would put the wireless on, <laughs> and I remember like we all went get in when the full time whistle went, and then we all kind of heard you shouting, and everyone just in the room just stopped and like listened for a bit and went. I mean, Nana's face just pure beamed. She was just like, oh my God, he's doing that. He's doing the Norwegian guy. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. But how much planning was in that? Do you want the full story? Are we going there, are we going there now? Or are you saying this so story. people might listen for the five minutes before? Because no. soon they'll tell this story, that's it. They go, right, I've done that one now. Swipe True. like that. Right, okay, we'll come Let's back. Let's listen instead come to back? Kelly Kate's podcast. <laughs> Should we come back? If you like. Yeah, we'll come back. Keep, good. People are just going to scroll. You're the plus professional. 30, plus 30. Plus 30. <laughs> Is he talking about it? No, not yet. He's still talking about something about Darren Williams again. Talking about <laughs> iconic moments though, right? And you mentioned the Puminator. Obviously, that was another one as well. Um, Mark Poom once stopped me in a supermarket. I think it was when they'd just built a new massive Tesco in Durham or something like that, wherever we were anyway. 
and I've got a trolley full of the worst sort of food you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it was one of those crisps is in there, more crisps, chocolate, pop. Monster and I'm mind. walking along and Poomy's coming the other way and he just stopped, looked at my trolley and went, you are eating all the wrong things. I don't know why I said that was. <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. She it told me off. He gave me a lecture. He was going through, no, that's too much sugar in that. That's bad for you. Now. Oh my God, I started putting stuff back. Now put this in instead. Pumi was great. Absolutely loved Pumi. Underrated. In a really weird By way. By who? Who underrated him? But if you talk about iconic Sunderland goalkeepers over the past like 30 years, people go Sorensen, they'll go to Pickford these days, they'll go to Mignolet. Pickers is a great lad as well. All great goalkeepers, don't get me wrong, but Poom was, I mean, he's Estonia's greatest ever player, isn't he? Yes. Quite a title. Yeah, it is. Can you name any more there? Uh, Timu, what's his face? Is he Timu? Estonian? No, he's Finnish. Is he? He's only 28. Yeah. You that, can have to that, explain these. You've exactly. never heard that? The Scottish bloke rings up. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> now that oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, yeah, I'm yes, good at I'm that. Sorry. As I say, I'll still... Everything, every time I make a mistake, as people would know that ever listened, that will happen regularly. I was uh, good I'll at that. I'll just blame it on last drop. night. Yeah, sorry. Do it again, and then you can edit it. <laughs> we'll keep <laughs> and I'll laugh, on. and I'll laugh next time. <laughs> Just, just talk the bit where I'm going. What you're talking about, and then, and then come back and never laugh. Sorry, Graham. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, do you know that the Puminator beer that came from it though? Yeah. Did you ever make any money from that? Because you, no, you, I didn't make any money it. out of uh, anything. And Metro weren't the greatest players in the world either. But uh, no stuff like that. It was in, in terms of like people always say, oh. You know, the Ant and Deck thing, oh, you should have sold CDs and stuff. Everybody had it. That was the great thing. Yeah. That was what made it great. My mates still now, and Big you? Pricey, has it as his ringtone still. And it's it's tw- 20, nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. <gasps> I know. That's, I, I feel old looking back at it. Do you know what, like, as well? I thought uh, I was looking at my last, it was 12 years ago, my last commentary I did on Metro last week 12 years last week I think what was the last game you did Arsenal away so you start with Arsenal ended in Arsenal yeah yeah do you know what I've never even you've never thought about that that's why uh, this is an award winning podcast <laughs> because you factual join the dots effortlessly not very good at jokes but no you are it's just just, uh, yeah, it, just it was a rough night for all of us wasn't it <laughs> Talking about Poom, obviously. That oh yeah, beer you wanted the beer out. thing. Yeah, money. Aye. No, like, I. F- f- as far as I'm concerned, did not even contact you about it. Yeah, yeah, it was great, and um, but I loved stuff like that. It was anything. Th- it was a constant battle for me at uh, Metro, and I'm sure Nick probably still has this problem uh, today in terms of everything was quite. I'm not going to say the word. I'm going to see if I can get through the entire podcast without saying that city's name. It was all about them. Everything's all, and that was yeah. what—that's what kick-started. Which, I'll, if you ask me again later, the the whole thing about Raúl getting everything's about them sort of thing. So everything was so anything I could do to get Sunderland either uh, somewhere on the station or anything. That was I felt that was my responsibility and job as the Sunderland commentator to sort of you know in front of the train with the flag and stuff saying. Come on. Your Graham Sooners moment. And that was, that was, I planted it in the middle of the pitch and then chucked a pig's head at everyone. Um, that was my thing. That was, and I, and I, and I took that quite seriously in terms of making sure that we had a little bit of equilibrium if, if I could get it. Yeah. 
because we just and we don't still this day and I, and it kills me in terms of everything's about them down the road rather we've got a great city and like when you tell people we've well, got one of the best beaches in the country yeah you've got a beach you're near the sea you don't even know where we are and then they were gone. that's when the pig's head comes out and the flag, <laughs> and the flag was down. in the center yeah. of the pitch um so yeah that was i i took that soon as i was welcomed into the fold that was my job then i was number one rabble rouser whether i did it well like- or not i don't know did you get more like recognised in the street and stuff like that after you that? You asked me that I before, didn't you? <laughs> Not even at the time. Nobody recognised me at the time. It's the radio. beauty of radio. <laughs> the beauty of radio. That's why we don't do podcasts for me with the camera. We just do the voice. Yeah. Decent voice. Those are the reasons why they don't film you. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Probably quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> just in case they spot him. We've got him, lads. There he is. We thought it was him. He's trying to get them all. Do people the know you're covered from head to toe in tattoos? Literally, someone someone said to us, I can't remember what what I did. I oh, I, I did a, a hosting night with Carlos Edwards at the fan museum, and I introduced her. Oh yeah, I do a podcast in Fork Report if you recognise the voice. And some guy came up and he went, "Your voice just doesn't match your face." <laughs> and I, I didn't know how to respond to it. It's like, thanks. And he was just like, got tattoos and piercings and that. <laughs> and I went. How very dare yeah. you have ink on your skin? <laughs> I remember when I used to work at, at TFM and I did, uh, I was the news and sport guy with a guy called Tom Davis. And it, Tom, Tom's talking, if anybody's old enough he to remember. He's a voice, hasn't he? Tom was a big Sunderland fan as well, so it was great. So I got on really well with Tom. And uh, somebody, I remember a woman wanting to come in and meet us both. It was a thing of the sales guys going, oh, she loves you. She loves you. And she came in, and then when she walked into the studio, she went, oh, and this is Tom, and, and this is Krabbers. And she went, oh. <laughs> wow. And you could see it physically deflate. And she'd had this vision in her mind, and she turned around, and she saw me, and she just went, oh. So which is why radio is great. So if you want to paint pictures of me looking like Brad Pitt or Matt Damon or George Clooney or whoever it might be. We could do it. You do that. But so, you've got the you've got the media. So he'd obviously painted Twitter a picture now. of you sort of strolling down. Yeah. Looking I, I, like I, Mark Poom. Well they all, they all think that we play Warhammer here, which we don't. Where, where did that come from? That, that's what they think. Who who thinks that? Who thinks that? Listeners. You send them to Big Some Ant. Listeners. <laughs> Big Ant will sort them that's out. That's why we brought him in. <laughs> they did, yeah. He's personal protection, Big Ant. He's the he? uh, he's the security. Look like a bouncer as well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone... Yeah, he looks like a bouncer. Yeah, yeah. He's got the bouncer. <laughs> not tonight, lads. Like a nice bouncer. Not tonight, lads. Not with tats and piercings. Yeah, no, no, no. You're not, not coming tonight. in. Not, not for you. That happened to me once. Only once? Yeah, only once. <laughs> and where was that? It was in Newcastle. I can't remember where it was. I went in the back door anyway. It was all right. I've heard that. I complained about it to the newspaper, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was 19. They wouldn't let me in because I had a neck tattoo. Shocking. Discrimination. Yeah. And the paper went... I okay, just tell us why it was bad. I told them and they went, All right, cool. And I waited the next day for the paper to come up. Nah, something that I didn't want. Well, well, that that should have been a front page lead. Look where I am now. Exactly. <laughs> Same place I always was. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll touch on it as we were talking about moments and stuff like that. We, we did talk about the Tony Blair thing, but how much planning was into it? Tell us the story. Go for it. We're, we're 20 Is this the end in. of the podcast now? No, no, no. We're 20 minutes in. We're safe. We're all right. Okay. If you don't listen to it, it's their Can problem. I cough? <coughs> Edit so, it, Sean. <laughs> the Tony Blair thing. So, um, Gary's mum and dad used to live in Harrington, Middle Harrington, I think, near 
near the best dentist in the world. So if Michael Oliver is listening, don't think he's I think he's retired now. He spends most of his time taking pictures of stuff. Anyway, I'm digressing. Because I've just took a big mouthful of tea, so I'm trying to stall for time here while I'm burping. <laughs> Sorry. So I picked Gary up, and it was our first derby as a commentary team. And he gets in the car, and he's wired. He's proper. It's like he's going to war. He's up for it. He eats if a mouse, doesn't he? If you'd, he does. He really, really does. <laughs> which you'll all be very happy to know. He gets in the car. I can't, did he have a newspaper? But he's like... Like that door slams, like kicking, virtually kicking. I ate this, I ate him, I ate him. Can't wait, let's get there. Come on, let's get there. Let's do it, let's do it. It's like, okay, okay. So I'm like, do, do I calm him down? Do I pump him up? Because this is a good few hours before kickoff because we thought we'd get there nice and early, get in there. And we're getting across and he's getting more and more wired. And we're getting across the bridge, our bridge. And it's not the new one, which we saw this oh, morning. It looks lovely, spot, yeah. yeah. It's going this bridge, this bridge. Right? Why is it always this bridge? We've got, we've got a bridge better than this bridge. <laughs> Everybody talks about this bridge. It's always this bridge. I hate this bridge. I hate it. I hate it. Again, okay, okay, okay. Uh, do you remember the Weir Side Raw, Tommy Lynn? TWR. Yeah, yeah. Great magazine, and we've had a, we've had a lot of great fanzines, and we still do. Yeah. And with obviously Sex and Chocolate was there, and now at and ALS and us. I'm a subscriber and you too can subscribe to ALS. I'm allowed ALS. to do adverts. Yeah, go okay. for it. As long as it's something, please. Right, well, ALS, I love those guys as well. So, Tommy had done, it was like a, a centre spread and it was based on that Norwegian thing. And it was, yeah. he'd done it. Tommy had done it basically. And it was all the famous Geordies that were on there. And Gary's youngest lad, uh, Peter, had had it on his bedroom wall. And me and Raoul used to have some legendary nights out as well. But Pete had... Uh, this poster on his wall. So I'm going, ah, oh, what would, what, rem, remind me, remind me, guys, who were they? He's going, I'll tell you, Ant and Dick, Ant and Dick, I hate Ant and Dick, don't like her, don't like her. So we're going through, but before we know it, we're, we were at the ground. Uh, so he's vent his spleen on all these famous Geordies. I'm going, right, now I've got to get him in there without anybody spotting us. Bear in mind, I've got a Sutherland coat on anyway, with a big Sutherland logo on. So we're going to the ground and we've just, if you if anybody knows uh, St. James's, where you get to the press box, yeah. there's a flight of stairs. We're just at the bottom of the stairs and we saw someone went, Hope Grabbers, Rowell, legend. Like, going on. And everybody now turns around and we're going, like, up the stairs. And we got in there and we're in, we're in our position and I'd forgotten all about it. And they scored first. Kieran Dyer? Gary, scored. no, that was the rain. Gary Speed actually got the first one in the. Oh, yeah, it was Ga- sure Gary Speed was... after four minutes. Dyer in the rain. It was, was Dyer it? in the rain. Yeah. Was it? It was Gary Speed. And then it hits like kind of speed. Yeah, it was Gary Speed. I didn't do the one in the rain. That was Guy, one of my yeah. favourite commentaries, actually. Guy's super intelligent stuff from Kevin Phillips. As he saw was it? Was it Gary Speed? Yeah. Gary Speed in the first four wow. minutes. I'm like a was I even there? <laughs> Not sure. I'd clearly forgotten that bit. Nobody talks that about bit. that bit, do they? And then the equaliser, Don, Donald, Donald Hutchison. How do people feel about Don? I don't like the way he talks now. He's so posh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from Newcastle. I wasn't expecting that. Sorry for listening, Don, but I like Don. You've got two microphones. No, I like Don. I like, and I like the way he speaks no, as well. He's, he's had elocution Um Don's a good lad. Like anyway, like Mickey Gray, great football. I love Mickey Gray. Mickey I can Gray. tell you some story. I couldn't tell you some stories about <laughs> I Michael. I can't tell you some. Stories. I really can't. <laughs> could, but I can't. We'll save that for another day. 
Um, Michael, I won't tell them if you're listening. I, I know Nicky and Chris all, so. Are they still out in Qatar? Yeah. I messaged them the other day. And they I still like, oh. got hands? <laughs> because I never know those two. They... I remember once, sorry, I know we're digressing here, but when Twitter had first sort of started, summer we came a on buzzer it, was on there <laughs> and he sent his phone number <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> well, it's ringing when Nick, you just put your phone number on Twitter there. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Nicky Summerbee's a funny bloke, though. He, he, that's, he, want, he wants Mickey Gray to get the Sunland job. And rightly so. I mean, it was Mickey Gray to get the Sunland job. <laughs> rightly so. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I texted him the other day. To, I was like, oh, who, who do you want? Like, who, who would you go for? And he was like, there's only one man for the job. And I thought, Sam Allardyce, Roy Keane. <laughs> Maybe he even thinks Peter Reid. And he went, proper Castletown lad. And I went, oh, no, Nicky. <laughs> Oh no. Johnny Gray, he's dad. <laughs> he just went, Mickey Gray, it's got to be Mickey Gray. I text Chris Macon and Chris Macon went, Oh, can you have Solskjaer? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, we'll take all these Solskjaer. Yeah. He's still That's fine. Night, doesn't he? Pro- yeah, proper red. So, Donald Hutchison has scored the equaliser and and then Quinny, wasn't it, Quinny. with the header? Wonderful Quinny. Great header. I've the best great ever. nights out with Niall as well recently and Gillian. Was yours on time? Is who Quinny? He was two hours late for us. Was he? I mean, it's fashionably fine. late. When he walked in, it was just like I wasn't late. going to be like Quinny. What are you doing? It was just like you oh, didn't do this now, Quinn. It's like wow, I'm still you like could that. Barely fit in here. Oh, like, I love now, Quinn. Great so shouldn't we all? So yeah. now Quinn with the header, and then the penalty. <laughs> at the that best end, penalty ever. The best part of that that penalty is. Sky's coverage of the bloke and he's ready isn't he oh, he knows the, the camera yeah. there and oh <laughs> when he goes how are you come on and then all of them just go and then they do it slow-mo they go back and do it slow-mo and they're all like come on oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep a moment for the ages I love the picture when it's like when she was like that with hands on his end Darren him just Darren Williams in the background yeah, yeah. loved it didn't he I think the Quinny gave away the penalty Quinny gave away yeah. and he took down uh, Robert Lee went on this mad mazy run Quinny and then Quinny just, Quinny went, just like no. Quinny like turned around trying to deny that he'd done it and then kind of went oh I have I've done it I've done it it's like oh Quinny clear appealing for that one that it was Quinny and that was there so, someone was like oh, yeah. Tommy knew Tommy was great at penalties in fact, who was I talking to? I know who I was talking to. Clang, Jordan Pickford. We were doing an interview with Jordan a few weeks ago and we're ah, saying about Pickford. who's the greatest like penalty savers and how do you sort of study penalties and stuff. And Tommy came into Metro once. He wanted to look round. And the one question I can remember asking him was about Danish, about how when you're speaking as a foreigner, I know I'm digressing, but can you remember... Norwe- not Norwegian words Danish words or yeah. what have you and he said he, when he goes back to Denmark when he did go back to Denmark he would forget Danish words and, because, and he'd have to go the English word and translate it but anyway rubbish story I'm digressing because you're sparking neurons off in my brain and things are coming out <laughs> so, the, so the penalty save and then I'm thinking it's gonna, I'm, what's going to happen this I'm going to have to because Raul had said that, that he said full time that was the last thing when yeah. we were getting out of the car. You've got to do this. You've got to. You've got to do Tommy's little TWR speech. Right, you are Gary. Right, you are. And our record wasn't 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 awful then. Obviously, subsequently, it was far too long until we won there again. Yeah. So I started thinking. Right, who did we say? So I've got like a little list. 
putting them down. Who are Donnery? Donnery's on there. <laughs> Robson and Jerome. Oh, no, no, just Robson, Robson Green. Green. Robson Green. Yeah. So that was it. And then the full-time whistle went. And then, and you can hear, and Bill Mantle, the legend, if you listen to it really carefully, you can hear Bill losing the plot in the row in front of us as well. <laughs> And that was it. And then actually, yeah, you do. You hear some guy kind of like screaming over the top. It's Bill. Yeah, yeah. Someone laughing at the end as well. Is that right? Gary. Yeah. That yeah. is Gary. And there's another bit. There's two sort of versions that are going around, and one of them's a slightly. Uh, there's a slightly longer version of it as well. I can't because I've not heard that for a while. Some people have that. How did anyway. the rest of the, the? I mean, obviously, you got loads of like proper mags around, and you, you didn't. You didn't exactly whisper it. No, no, I didn't. I think because they were going, they were leaving, weren't they? But the problem was. Because they thought they didn't want to be around at full time, they got in the car and Metro at the time. The team that was away was on the FM frequency, and the team that was home was on the medium yeah. wave frequency. So they'd all get in the car, and they turned it on, and we were on the FM frequency. So they were all getting the car, thinking, "Right, I'm glad I didn't have to put up with that." And then they've got in the car and gone, "Oh," and it all it all kicked off. Did but you get was, any bother from that? Metro were great about it. Uh, well, actually. So the full story is, which I started telling you before, we we managed to escape and we're getting in the car and we're crying with laughing and Gary's buzzing, absolutely flying. And I was going to drop him off back at his mum and dad's house. And I was seeing a girl from Dublin at the time and we're supposed to be getting a flight that night out to here and I'd had Monday, Tuesday off and was going off to Dublin. And, going, and Gary went, you know, you're not getting on that flight, don't you? And I am. He went, you're not. I went, I am. He went, this might not ever happen again. And as it was, it didn't for quite didn't a while. Didn't for a long time. He said, but we've gone from people writing your letters wanting you dead to this could be our moment. If this is our, we only get one season at this, so we've got to go out in town. You've got to come out in town and you've got to experience because it'll be buzzing in yeah. town. Guys, I'm not, I'm getting a flight out. Anyway, we I think we got in at about four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and we did. We were by night. No, we stopped first in might have been Bolden. What are the pubs called in Bolden? You're going through Bolden near the butchers. Is it the uh, white? Is it the one called the White Horse or the Grey Horse? The Grey, or? The grey Horse, I think it is. Oh, it's the, the Grey, grey horse. horse. Yeah, it's the Wandering Man, which is near the. Ant knows his pubs, doesn't he? Ant knows his pubs. Knows his very when well. you give people directions, I bet you go, you turn left at <laughs> the boy with two arms, and then. You, <laughs> Well, that would be a crap pub name on here. The boy with two, two arms. arms. <laughs> Why would he not have two arms? Why would you name it after it like, like it's some sort of four. a freak show? <laughs> Here's the boy with, with two, two arms. arms. Rubbish. So we stopped at what I think was the Grey Horse. Because yeah. this was his, he thought, if I get him for one, I'm going to, he'll stay then. And it was virtually empty. It does though. That does happen. Go for a cheeky And we pint. went in there, but there was a table and everybody's laughing, but they were all laughing. They'd heard the commentary. So he's going, so we just keep your head down, just, but they've clocked Rowell and they've come and gone, went, is it you? I don't know your name, but you've just had us all wetting ourselves laughing with that. And this woman went, I've got something for you. She went off like, just be a minute. And she came back, Potter jam. There you go, you've made our day. She gave me a pot. I'd forgotten all about that. She gave jam. me a pot of jam. That was me. I thought, I've made it, guys. I've made it. Homemade jam. Had she, like, had she made it? Like, I don't think she'd made it like within the like, <laughs> no, I was just like, I've got the berries on. <laughs> this one, this one's called the Tony Blair jam. <laughs> Here's one I made earlier. That was it. That was a pot of jam. I'll stay then. Got a pot of jam. How can I miss out on this? And what a night it was. Tony Blair always got me. Went to what, Durham University and supported the mags. 
What are you doing? He used to sit on the Gallagher. And you know, I think somebody had said, he'd, he'd, somebody had done an interview with him and he'd said, oh, I was sat on the... You know, they never had seats when you were a Burn. Yeah. Tony, I'm not sure how you managed that. Durham Mag. Worst kind. Whether he's telling the truth or not, it's Couldn't the worst kind. comment on that. I've learned, I've learned to, be, to be vanilla on stuff like this. And I, I, could, I can't even be professional with that. Durham <laughs> Mag's just... Wyoming, it's just wrong. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll digress. We'll, we'll we'll Me and Ant are just sort of looking we'll at each digress. other, going, oh. "We'll digress." Um, <laughs> I've spoken to a, a few players from obviously the time that Peter Reed was there, and I know that was a good drinking squad. But it very much felt, as opposed to maybe more recent times, like the the players then, and maybe someone like yourself, like people connected with the club, as you said, like that Sunderland family. Everyone was in it together. Did you ever get a chance to like, I mean, obviously, you know, a few of the players quite well and you've mentioned Mickey Gray, but what was your best story from going out with the lads? And I can't, I'm not sure I could tell you any of them, but it was. Just, just cut out certain <laughs> bits. I'm nervous cough now because you're going to force <laughs> me to tell nervous me a story cough. and I don't want. Tell me, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, they were at the uh, the old Charlie Hurley Centre. Alex Ray's give all the stories away anyway, so you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Alex has some great stories. What a bloke. Somebody, I think it was Gav McCann and Kev Kilban were coming over from a night out once past Alex's house and were singing songs at him outside there. And the next day, he said, we're getting changed. He's going, oh, some idiots last night were outside my house, keep you up to all hours of the morning. And Kev and Gav were going, I'm not telling him, you're going to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> it was outside singing Alex Ray songs outside of me. That. Then that was the sort of thing it was in. When you used to go to the Charlie Hurley Centre, as they came off the pitch, you could just... just grab whoever you want not like now where everything is yeah. you're over there you're over there and we'll we'll bring them to you if you're lucky that's not just sun and that's that's football yeah, now yeah, everywhere but it was great so you'd grab them in fact I remember Mickey coming off once and Graham Anderson the legend that is Graham Anderson had given Michael some like the marks out of 10 and giving him a low score that way and Graham used to Used to, I mean, that was. I like people. That's still quite an important job for some. You know, oh. the, the marks out of ten. But at the time, don't talk about pay rate to a rugby report. At Didn't the start. time, <laughs> uh, do you know what? One of my first jobs, <laughs> digressing slightly, was um, at Blackpool for a press agency, and I would do uh, Sunday Post. I've used to love ringing up the Sunday Post copy. You know, hello, Sunday Post copy. Uh, hello, it's uh, Simon at Bloomfield Road. Here, I've got. I don't, I don't know what that was, but uh, Cap B, a Blackpool lost. I used to love that gig, uh, and uh, the Mirror, and they'd like eighty-word reports because yeah. nobody cared about Blackpool's stuff really. But I then had to ring and do the shoot and the match marks out of ten. But it got to the point where we're just making up telephone numbers. Yeah, <laughs> seven, six, George Honeyman, seven, five. Seven seven three, don't know whatever it was, but there was one player who all my mates were all Blackpool fans, still are Blackpool. Whether well, they can go back there now that, yeah. that the owners have changed, I think it was uh, Quinn, who was at West Brom as well. Not now, Quinn. Anyway, oh, I know and he mean. told them he'd 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 efforted Jeffrey to them on one match that was particularly bad, so he always got a bad mark from then on because he told <laughs> me mates to f off or whatever it was. Anyway, we digress. Um, so as they came, oh, that was it. So Michael came off and was berating Graham for giving him five, Graham, five. But you could grab him off the pitch. Yeah. And, and because you did, you saw him. And if you had said something or written something, you'd sort it out yeah. straight away. And Graham will, will tell you this as well, I'm sure, in terms of 
the relationships that you had then aren't quite the same now. And I get that we're all, we're older now as well, but why do you want to go and have a chat with a, well, however old Graham is now, or however old I am now, I'm not going to tell my age. 27, I'm still 27. <laughs> um, so I sort of get that as well. But at the time it was great. And so you'd go and like, what are you doing tonight? And we'd, and we'd go out. Yeah. Well, I would go out drinking with them. <sighs> Tell you what surprised me. I went with Nyron Nosworthy talking. What a Nugsy. guy. Nugsy. It's his birthday today. Is it? It's Nugsy's birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. Nugsy. Happy birthday, Nugsy, if you're listening. Because I was just about to phone him. We're, we're a bit busy, aren't we? <laughs> Should we ring him? <laughs> Should we ring Nyron? Well, he's going to mug me off though, isn't he? Well, if he mugs you off, it's no problem. You say that, but... Nyron's done the podcast. Right, so he knows. He so knows. he's sat in the seat, he knows. He's going to... You know he's not going to answer this. But he might. Who's this? Oh, let's see. Hello? <laughs> uh, is that Nyron Nosworthy? Hello? N- Nugsy. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to pie me off then. Listen, you are on speakerphone. We are with the lads from Roka Report and and we've got we've got a message for you. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nugsy. Happy birthday to you. And he said, no, no, no. <laughs> With your mum, did you say? No, I said you sound like my mum. Oh, well, that's not a bad thing. Your mum's lovely. No, her voice is terrible, mate. <laughs> that, that was it, really. You, you, you popped up in conversation. We said you were alleged, and then Graham said it was your birthday. So we thought, well, we can't let it go without saying happy birthday. Nugsy, who should be the next Sunderland manager? Oh, I know I thought about it, and I, I think it should it should be someone young and up and coming, like fearful now. Nyron Nosworthy? I'm not sure. No, nah, not that young. In <laughs> <laughs> my experience. He's going to say Michael Gray. Yeah. Nugsy, I'm not, I'll <laughs> not put you on the spot, but, uh, but I'll, talk to, I'll talk to you when I've come out of here. Lovely to talk to you though. Happy birthday. Yeah, no, lovely, mate. The cake, the cake's on the way. I'll speak to you later. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Bye. Are you? you. (laughs) I can't believe he actually answered. (laughs) Delighted he did. So am I. Delighted he did. He's not going to have my number in the phone. He's going to... I texted him the other day, right? <laughs> We're totally digressing here, but this is what this is. We've gone there, and I, I texted a few lads in my phone. I said, "Look, I'm I'm doing like a an article on who you think should be the next manager and stuff like that." And I, I, do, do you fancy giving us a paragraph now? And is that all right? And all the other players, like Carlos, Carlos rang and he was like, "Oh, I think this person, blah 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 blah." A few players rang, give me good paragraphs. <laughs> Nugsy went sweet. <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, we all know who it is, don't we? It's Nyron, isn't it? It's Nyron. Um, Carlos Edwards, incidentally, in terms of my what we've decided now are four iconic moments. Love Carlos. I remember seeing Carlos. Who was he playing for? Did he go to Millwall? He went to Millwall. Millwall. Yeah, yeah. And there was a gym in Blackpool that I was a member of. And uh, it was pretty much always because the, the bar, you got a discount at the pub, basically. Yeah. And it had a decent outdoor swimming pool. But I remember coming out, I was going up the stairs 
and Carlos was at the top of the stairs. I went, it's Carlos, Carlos there. And I didn't really know Carlos yeah. that well when he was at Sunderland. And we just pied each other. It was weird. And I went out going, I should have said hello. I, should have, I don't know why. Even to this day, it haunts me. It haunts me. We sort of looked at each other and we went, I know you. I know you. But we'll neither of us say anything. We'll just avoid it. And just, it was, it was so odd. It's like, I think the, third, it was because it's like I, the third, how are you, isn't it? Hi, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Uh, how are you? You just asked yeah, me that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate oh. that. What's the third, how are you? How are you? Yeah, like... I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? How are and you? We've, we've done that uh, now. We've, yeah. yeah. We've nothing to say, have we? Should we just walk away? Yeah. Let's... <laughs> and then you both walk to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, I, I better get going if the wife's got the tea on. And Oh, are you also going this way? <laughs> that, all right. That awkward. Wow. I've done that and I've deliberately just gone a completely different direction and then looked. And they've probably gone, the, and then we're both probably still going, oh, yeah, it's horrible, that, isn't it? Yeah. And if he does, he listen to this, do we think? Carlos? Carlos. Yeah, sorry, Carlos. I, I hope so. I didn't mm. mean to blank you. Well, he, he tells me he does. What, he deliberately blanks me or he listens to the podcast? <laughs> Both. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, oh, I loved him now. Carlos. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I tell you what, he's another one that can drink. Is he? We did the, we did the talking night. I was quite nervous. I'd never done like a, a, a compare, I believe. I was nervous last night. I've done a few of them and I was cacking my pants was, last night. I was nervous, but like by the time we got through... The second question, he was like four pints deep. <laughs> and he had, he had a, what was his drink of choice out of interest? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be dropping a minute here, but Foster's. Oh, mm. I know. Don't think any of us expected that. I know. But he did. He was did he, get a was guy. he drinking Foster's because it was all that was on? Should we say no, that? No, there was, there was better, I mean, there was better stuff, was but the, the Fans Museum does a good selection of ale. Does it? Does Double Maxim, I believe. Had does it? For a bit, yeah. And he was like, I was like, Carlos, what do you want? Oh, just just a Foster's. What? It's a, maybe he thought of that as a session lager. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. He's just warming up. But if he, he's nailed four on question two, then probably the best that he had. He was just gone. He turned up like four and was like, right, are we then, lads? Yes. And like, and like, it was brilliant though. Cause I had I'm not advocating, uh, everybody should drink Please drink responsibly. responsibly. Obviously. Yes. Um, Says us who are all a bit hanging. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really am and, and I've run out of tea the only thing I said to you was I'm more than happily do this but <laughs> I need something with caffeine in nothing That's I had Craig's to get fault. it myself Craig's fault that he did the whole stand thing I just I just turn up and talk about big time, things big time big time big time these days yeah your once, plan C, aren't you once you've interviewed Quinny that's it I did no it really is next level you've apart got... from maybe Julio oh I've never done Julio have yet. you not no Julio, when Julio sends you a text, he texts how he talks. I love how he talks. Yeah. I love how he says club. club. But, he, but he texts how he talks as well. And you and you read his text and you, you're doing it in his... I'm not going to do the accent. It's, but, a, it's a hard accent to, to do. It's so unique and it's kind of like to, South sort of, American Macam. Yeah. Is there is there a better kind? Scandinavian Macam is quite good. Seb Larson. And he's got like a proper Macam twang. And I was just like, what? But I love that I love, because, you know how... Sometimes they'll talk. How did he get the Mac? Because he surely spoke English beforehand. Seb, yeah, he was here six years ago. But even still, we no brummy in him. That's quite. That's quite uh, chapeau to Sunderland that he's gone away with that with the Sunderland accent because he just loves the lads. Yeah, did he live in Pennywell? He, um, did he have a little Southwick? Little, did he? Did <laughs> he's he? a Southwick lad. Yeah, he used to live in the squares, Grangetown. Um, I can't remember what we're talking about now. I have no idea where no, we're No, sorry to. about that. Oh, nights out with the lads. And then oh, we're right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. You've got these written down, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Nights out with the lads. What can I tell you? Well, how do we get on an iron? 
How do we get into Nugsy? I, I do you know what? I don't even know what it day it is anymore. No, I've, got another, good. I've got another three interviews to do after this. Have today. you? Yeah. Um, good luck editing this. He's going to put it out in one long stream. I'm, I'm literally just going to say People are out now. Going plus the, we've, we've heard the Tony Blair one. Plus 30, plus 30. Who else have you but got? But hold on. on and we ring Nugsy. <laughs> if you Nugsy, hold yeah. on, you have to go back. You wrong Nugsy. Back, back, back. Hang on a minute. Minus that? fifteen. Minus fifteen. Minus fifteen. I checked so I could listen back to make sure it came through. It's 40, 41 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't edit it now because if you edit it, that that time shit nights out. What can it. I tell you? I don't know what I can tell you. What I can't tell you. Ah, I really don't because that, that's kind of beautiful in its own way. Yeah, though, isn't it? I can probably tell you that. Do you have any wild nights with like Thomas Helmer or Milton Nunes? Anything? Milton Nunes. <laughs> Jump like a mud skipper. <laughs> Little Milton. <laughs> That's another story all on its own, isn't it? Were you at that game when he played in the reserves? Yeah. Uh, oh. it, it just looked mint for 10 minutes. Like, but the boy could jump. <laughs> went, went to a went to a talking once and it was a Kevin Phillips talking. And the it was Kieran Brady that was in Kieran. And Kieran Brady went, so, you know, uh, Kevin, you played with some fantastic strikers, and uh, who is the best? Sorry? I was trying to do a the Welsh Kieran. I, I was that almost is Irish? Welsh? I was going to say almost Irish. He's technically Scottish, but he is Irish, isn't he? Of Irish yeah. descent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and I'm, I've lived in Glasgow for ten years. You think I'd pick it up? Moving on. I'll do it in English. <laughs> um, it's always good never to do accents. Like, really, who was who was the best striker you ever played like played with? You know, outside of Niall Quinn. And I thought, oh, that's a good question. That Kieran. And he sat and he was like. So like, what's oh, tough that? He's like, put some good strikers. And then he just got the mic and he went, Milton Nunes. <laughs> I was like, yes. He's great up tonight. lad. Yeah, great lad. He's up tonight. Obviously, if anyone's listening he to this. He was up last night. That's why I'm in the mess that I'm in. <laughs> it's done. If anyone's listening, I was going to promote the night there. It was pointless because this will be going out. Day when's yeah. this going out? I think on Monday. Is it? Aye. There's something to look forward to. <laughs> I might have recovered. We've got Tom White. Tom's a great lad. I love as Tom. well, yeah. Tom's another one of those that I don't really know, but thanks to the world of Twitter. Yes. Great mate, great mate, but Tom is proper. I, it's not, no, not, I was going to call him a super fan, but that, to some, that's a bit of a, a slur, isn't it? If you say you're a super no, fan, I think he's, he's but, a uh, big but he, fan, isn't he? he absolutely, you know, just cut him in half. We love sun and all the way through. Bleed red and white. But he, he is absolutely, yeah, good, great lad, Tom. And Dave Jones as well. Yeah, yeah Dave's think, great. Yeah. Seen Tom White at Rochdale, uh, me and my cousin, and um, we were like, oh, it's that lad from Sky, we couldn't remember his name for the life of us. And my cousin just went, why would you say that? You're all right, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, you didn't get him mixed up with Pete Graves. Graves Graves used to work at Metro. Pete, I love Pete as well. Over his head, he just went, I will win the second half, lads. (laughs) I owe him two pints. Went to the match with him Saturday, the Lincoln game, and he was like, oh, I get a pint in. All right, fair enough, going rounds. He got the first one in. He's like, right, well, get a second one. And one end of the bar in Lincoln was taking card and one wasn't. I'm a modern man. I don't carry cash. But Tom does. You're like the queen you, aren't you, really? <laughs> I own lots of swans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, there's a running theme with you lot. I have to Drink. bring my own. T- we'll get you a cup of tea. That's all I asked for. Cup of tea. I've had to bring my own cup of tea. Sign the contract. The Twitter yeah. contract. <laughs> it's not worth the paper. It's printed on. I'm just stalling because I don't want to answer the question about lights out. We can move on. It's fine. It's fine. Thank you. Right. This is a question from Gav, which is quite a good question. If you got the call to pick up the microphone for Sunland's Games every week again, would you do it? Oh, but it's not going to happen, sadly, Gav. But yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I, honestly, it was, it was probably the best job of my life. But 
you move on, don't you? Yeah. And then mate. um yesterday's I'm I am a footnote. If well, if I am a footnote, I'm probably bigging myself up there. But uh, yeah, loved it. And for Sunderland, um, they got me to do the pre-season matches with Borley oh, a few years yeah. ago. Oh, it was brilliant. Because I'm going to sound like I love everyone properly. I love him and I love him and I love him. Oh, but, but, if, but if I don't love him, I've, I've just not even mentioned him. But I uh, did it with, with Borley. And we went to, it was a cupboard in Manchester at Media City basically, for these matches that were... Were they in, were in France? I think it was France. Or Italy. Was it the or... David Moyes years? The start of the David Moyes He'd years? just arrived. We were in the I pink think strip. it was I very possibly he like turned up at half-time or he was... Rotherham. Something oh, like that. It was Rotherham, yeah. Um, but we were doing the cut and it was brilliant. And this is when Twitter, sometimes I can quite happily chuck my phone out the window with Twitter yeah. sometimes and just think, oh, it's not for me that. But there's sometimes where it is beautiful where everybody you can get in touch with with people and uh that was a really good example of it because about five ten minutes into the game bearing in mind we're doing it off a television screen the screens just went green like <laughs> and oh boys look at me going what are we gonna do and we just we didn't stop talking and people were sending us who was it uh Kone, would you rather fight 10 Aruna Kone sized ducks or one duck the size of Aruna something like that yeah. and that kept us going and Borley's love for castles and yeah. all these and it was brilliant and uh, the bloke uh, Stuart Vose who genius in terms of all things all things everything Stuart yeah. great guy uh, and um, he's probably missed at Sunderland because the ideas he used to have, he did like the kit launch, you know, when it was, uh, we got two local teams to sort of, I don't know it was. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. everybody pretty much hated that kit, but in I terms really of an it. idea, it was a great idea. So we we came off and bearing in mind, the vast majority of the game was just me and Borley talking about ducks and castles and things like that. And he said, bearing in mind that some streams for big, big clubs might get a few hundred, yeah, a couple of thousand maybe. This stream had over a hundred thousand hits on it. And when you said this is the timeline, this is where you start, and ping, and up it went, and we click, 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 click. This is why Sunderland people don't understand how big a club yeah. it is. That's a good example of it. This is where the screen goes green, and the line, if anything, goes up. People are just listening to ducks and castles and it didn't drop at all for the entire chat. And then and then it dropped only right at the end. And that's the that's the, the power of the Borley that had and we're just for all that time just talking oh, and great. And and the the if someone can just get hold of this club and properly reignite it again, then Well it's the oyster, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I love Borley though. Yeah, well, you've got to, because if you don't, he'll smash you through the window. Bawley handshake. The Bawley handshake. Jim Montgomery handshake is even more scary. Really? It was It was Monty's birthday yesterday, day before. Day Tuesday. before. Oh, well, it's Sunday now. Yeah. It's not. What day is it today? Friday. Friday. It's Friday. Friday. It's Friday. Bawley. In love. First ever face-to-face interview we did was Bawley. Was it? And he went, he, he was like, come in my office. We come in, I was like, oh, God. God, what's happening here? He went, can I get you a coffee? He says, yeah, yeah, no problem. 
and I've been vegan for years. And he went, do you want milk in it? And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And he brought it back. Wow. And he put it down and I kind of realized like, <coughs> oh no. Did you drink it? Yeah. Graham. I was terrified. Somebody I thought if I tell Bawley that I'm having soy milk, I'm, that's it. Did gonna, you, have you, you told him that? You... I've told him since and he was like, oh, it's embarrassing that. It is embarrassing. Yeah, I know. You've let everybody down. I've let all the vegans down. Yeah, you really have. Like, he once flagged me offside when I was playing in school level. Uh, I was about 12, 13 or something. I just accepted it. Who did? He was, he was doing the line. Just accepted it. Woodley School. His son was playing and Grant was playing as well. Right, was okay. He flagged me offside. I was running through. I got flagged offside. I went to turn and went, yo. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Ball. Okay. Thank you. I've just, thank you, Mr. Right. Ball. I've just remembered something here, right? I bet you were six foot five when you were 12 as well, weren't you? <laughs> oh, I was quite sad. I've properly just remembered something, which is like... Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. It's, it's a really, really good Carver's moment because it was just so awkward. The Grant led better interview. I knew the, you were going to say that. The, the DVD the extra. Somebody put that. Somebody put that on Twitter, didn't they? Somebody sent that as a. Exp- who would do you? No, who it wasn't the, me. I don't think it was me. Can anyway. you explain? And I meant to try and find. I don't even know if I've got a copy of that DVD. It just led better. Was just like, yeah. Grant, I still speak to Grant every now and then as well. Like usually, when you look at his interviews now, compared to then, drunk and will phone each other. <sighs> Grant, by the way, Grant Ledbitter. If ever there was. We're talking about uh, Tom Lovinson. Grant would have done anything and did effectively do anything to come back to Sunderland. Yeah. Absolutely. You talk about there are some players who not completely above any sort of, but he can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. I love Grant Ledbetter and he absolutely worships this football club. And when he came back, he couldn't get back fast enough. Not, any disrespect to Middlesbrough, who he had a good time there, but if there was one club he was ever going to, it Come was, and he did whatever. He, he, you could have put a contract in front of him and said, a Graham contract in front of him saying, yeah, we'll give you a cup of tea, Grant. And that cup of tea never arrives. Not that I'm... Would he sign it? If, uh, fine, whatever. Yeah. If I come back to Sunderland, yeah, I'm on there. There's actually, there's not a cup of tea, Grant. Not bothered. Get me back to Sunderland. Yeah. So did, I couldn't. So I couldn't find it, and I didn't really. I couldn't be asked looking for it as well. I thought, oh, have I got that? <sighs> Can't be asked. You can get it in cash exchange it. for like two fifty now. Can you? Yeah, I got. I got a couple of copies. I seem to Keep remember in the uh, extras as well. I'd. Uh, I love Dogs Trust, and we got our dogs from Dogs Trust. I sponsored a dog for Roy. And that was, I, I think I present, I don't know whether that's on there as well. I thought, and I loved Roy. I love everyone, mate. I listen, there's not enough oh, time. Everyone loves Roy Keane, though. Is it? Everyone loves Roy Keane. Yeah. Well, they should. Not everybody loves Roy Keane. A <laughs> uh, conversation I had last night, and I can tell you, not everybody does, but I, I thought it was great. But, uh, but I think there's possibly me giving Roy this uh, thing for a sponsored dog for a year. And you too can uh, look it up, dogstrust.org.uk or something like that. But Grant. Think it was, it was odd. It was the whole thing was odd. But they just said they were doing, they were taking pictures. I'm going off the back, the very darkest bit because I haven't seen it since. I'm presuming 11, this twelve was, year old now. What was on there? More than twelve years old. It's twelve years since I finished doing the Sunderland commentaries for Jeez. Metro or for. Anyway, they were taking. There was a photo shoot for the next season's kit. So they were all on there and they had they had the boots on on the slipperiest floor you've ever seen in your life. And I remember thinking, one of them's gonna die here. They're gonna like they were getting them to jump up and then land on this slippery surface. 
And then they said, right, come with And we sat, were we on a city or something? Have you seen yeah, this that we're talking about? I've on seen a city. it recently, like over the past six months, he was in a, he was in a, it's a city and he just, he's, it's like young Grant when he had his skinhead and that. And, and he's just like, you're asking him a question and you're dead buzzed about getting promoted. And he's just like, um, I think we were, I was probably still drunk and Grant was possibly hungover. That was one of the things I remember from the three-day binge. Was it Friday night, Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah. And we went to uh, the Seaton Lane in. I had some great nights out at 80s pub, by the way. Big 80, who used to be the landlord there, and Pricey and Norm and all the gang, uh, thanks to Quinny. Like, they were one of the other ones who took me under the wing. <sighs> Crikey, Moses. I'd, so I remember going out to Kill, where Quinny used to live. It must have been after he'd left Sunderland and it took, I, anyway, I'm not going there I'm not going there but we're sitting there so Grant was just I think looking at me with bewilderment but I had on a Lyle and Scott jumper is the thing that I remember more than yeah. and he was slaughtering the jumper and I was like Quinny was no this is with Grant this oh is Grant the, I think Quinny because Quinny had we've come back again. notoriously bad dress Still. sense well that, the, the disco pants yeah the disco pants <laughs> the, the yeah. one um, I could possibly tell you some Quinny stories, but uh, and I would defend it to the hilt. I said Lyle and Scott's a good brand. Not knocking Lyle and Scott, by the way, and he's just slaughtered it. So the, I'd forgotten all about it. And then the DVD went out, and then about a month or so later, I got a parcel at Metro. Opened it up. It was a Lyle and Scott jumper, and it was I'm sure his name was Graham, who became a friend after that. Said uh, this time, and he was the head of. PR and marketing or something like that, but he had a job quite high up at Lion Scott, Scottish guy, massive Sunderland fan. We've got loads of Scottish Sunderland fans, yeah. haven't we, as you'll know from living up there. He said, thanks for defending uh, Lyle and Scott. Uh, until now, it was just Ronnie Corbett, but you're part of the gang and he'd sent me a jumper and that was it. So so I had, I had by the end of it, and great, when I moved house, he came down actually. But anyway, but he used to send me bits and bobs every now and then. So I was, I was the Lyle and Scott man. I remember Sunderland had a pre-season. Again, it was when Roy was the manager in Ireland. So Quinny was the chairman. Yeah. And it started in Dublin. And we went down to Cork. And then we ended up on the West Coast where they do the horse racing. Um, and who was the guy who brought down Bearings Bank? Nick Leeson was the director or chairman of, it's not Wexford. Galway. Galway. Well done, big ant. That's why he's here. Got moments got, got like this. There. there we go. <laughs> and he interviewed, I interviewed Nick Leeson before the match as well, side of the pit. And we went to the race, and he was brilliant, by the way. This is long before he did his, is it big, did he do Big Brother or? Don't let us down now. You're the font oh, of all knowledge. I think I he did know. Big Brother. He, he might have done Big Brother. And he swore all the way through Big Brother. And that was like my interview. It was a great interview. I, could, I was like, can't use that, can't use that. Efforty Jefferson all the way through. But we'd gone to Galway races and I had Lyle and Scott jump on and I'm halfway doing an interview and this woman came out of nowhere and she just prodded me on the little eagle, the little eagle and she just stared and leathered. She went, Ronnie Corbett. And then staggered <laughs> up again. So for ages, anybody at the club would just come up to me and just tap me on the chest, Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> but yeah, Lyle and Scott. So... That was the good thing to come out of what was probably the weirdest extra ever on a DVD. Yeah. Dave, a bloke called Dave Cave used to uh, make the DVDs uh, and his lads uh, worked Dave for Cave. Dave Cave. That's unreal. Best name ever. Great. Top bloke. And his sons 
are either cameramen or sound operators now for Sky. So whenever I'm doing a match, wherever I'm in the country, more often than not, they're there. And we'll look, and we used to have a really good chat about how Sunderland were doing and this, that, the other. And now we just look at each other and go, yeah. that's generally the chat now. So we've got one final question, which I think is quite a good one. Cheesy, but good. Over the years, you commented on Sunderland, had time with Sunderland. Obviously, you can tell if anyone's made it this far that you enjoyed yourself. But what does Sunderland mean to you as an individual? <sighs> that, well, that is a good question. When I arrived at Sunderland, obviously, as we said, the letters and stuff came in. But just I did genuinely love it. And I loved it because... And still are. We were sort of forever the underdog or the forgotten one or the downtrodden or whatever it might be. And I just, from day one, I wanted to fight for the cause. I just believed in it. I got in and they just, and it's the people. I know if you want a cheesy question, there's a cheesy answer, but it's genuinely true. Sorry, yeah, sorry, I answer. The people time. just fell in love with the city and the people because... Once you're part of the Sunderland gang, as it were, you're part of the gang, and then we can all hammer each other, but they will not let anybody else have a go. And that was, like I say, I was part of my thing, saying, no, actually, no, this is this is my city. These are my, it's crazy, these are my people. Let's get off the plane and go. <laughs> um, but genuinely, it's, it is so hard not to, because you just know that once you're the, you're the mate, you're the mate, and... Like big ant, I know if I went outside now and there was a an intruder, big ant would be right in there. <laughs> wouldn't you? Ant? Coming across like a right boxer here. Yeah. I'd cower. I'm only about you done when I'm wet. We'd be like that. We'd be come on. We're sunlunners. Yeah, and that was that was the thing. Really, <laughs> it was just it was hard not to fall in love with the city and the people, just because it was a genuine family. And I know that sounds a bit crap, but no, true, it's true. But true. Absolutely. And to the point now where. When I am lucky enough to get to go back there, I'll always try and go and find the the lovely couple who used to do like the ticket on or the steward who used to be on the West Stand. And I'll go around, I'll try and find, because it was great. I was, I used to have to go to, I didn't have to go, but I used to love going to matches as early as I could, getting in, setting my gear up and then just going chatting to everyone and talking to Bob or John or Wendy or Margaret or whoever it was who was the stewards or who did the tea stand and you'd have the it was and that was that was part of that was my life and I loved it and and the the bloke across the road who uh, <laughs> when I used to live on uh, the Alphabet Streets uh, in uh, not Barnes yeah not far from the Barnes and every next road was like the first one was called. Allen Street and the next one was called Bob Street and the next one was called and I was whatever began with H I think a long time ago but anyway Horatio. you're looking at me blankly my bit it wasn't Horatio Street Hitchin 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 anyway people are going we know what you're talking about but you're boring so just move on <laughs> and the blog crossed the road for me when I'll give you a Metro Radio story that I can tell you Metro Radio was brilliant when we were in the place near the Metro Centre and it was, you got there early and you went home late and because we were all in one big long office and it was, we were all a team really and there was a guy, like the head of music at the top of the thing with a big desk and under his desk he had a paintball gun and a ball, little ball bearing gun. Can you imagine now? Our HR woman, Lynn, who and was... A paint gun. 
a paintball gun and a little ball bearing it Chris gun. Brown's, was it? I'm not. I'm going to move on from that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Lynn, the HR woman, when these guns came out, she just sighed like that and she had a massive pair of safety goggles that she got out and she just used to put these goggles on and then continue with the work. Lynn and George, I love Lynn and George, still see them every now and then as well. But like, you, what are you doing down there? And he'd, he'd start shooting you. So everybody, you'd all get down on the desk and be chucking stuff at each other. And this sounds horrific now, doesn't it? Because people are thinking, what? But, it was, <laughs> but that was the sort of, and they encouraged you to do stuff on the radio. So everything that I did was always with the blessing of, yeah, go on, try it. Yeah. Ne- Metro never told me what I could do and what I couldn't do. Uh, and Sally, who was the, with the big boss who... Um, had been the boss at TFM, which was my first job. She was brilliant and she would like, she just trusted me implicitly and off you go. And Justin Lockwood, who used to do uh, the other going away, and Mick, like, Mick taught me so much as well. Uh, and if there's one thing I could say to you and to you in terms of getting in, just every time you talk to someone, just try and take the good bits about them and learn from them and listen to them. And uh, I think I did that everywhere I've been. Yeah, Still rubbish, but uh, but I had fun along the way. And listened to the likes of Mick or from Justin or from Guy or whoever it might be. That's great. I've run out of questions though. That's fine. <laughs> you probably, probably only wanted a five minute interview. No. Here we are. No. We've gone through the entire spectrum of no, talking great. about everything. Thanks for inviting me. No, no worries, mate. Thanks for coming. It was good that we got the whole stand thing to get you in. The cup of tea, though. It was a cup of tea that nailed it, but then we, we lied. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.